BSN Buffs podcast is brought to you by the Blake Street Tavern right here on the corner of Blake and Park Avenue in downtown Denver. It is the home to where the BSN Buffaloes roam. Uh, we love it here. Their drink and food specials are magnificent, especially on Rockies game days like today is, for instance, uh, where they do $6 gigantic things of Coors and Coors Light. Uh, if you're a Colorado person, you gotta love those gigantic things of Coors and Coors Light. Uh, perfect spot to come to watch a college football game. We'll be out here every away game in the fall. I know that for a fact because this is the place to watch the Buffs. So if you are downtown Denver, come and stop by the Blake Street Tavern. And we might catch you here. This is the BSN Denver Buffs Podcast. Powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. 45, 50, 40, 35, breaking away. Two tackles to beat Bill Lindsay. 10, 5, touchdown, Colorado. You're my dream. You're my dream. Back out the one. Three-point shot, Colorado. Go! Picked up! Superior, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but I started calling him Mike Mack and Cryer. Yeah, How does I'm he find love you, at the walrus. You know, you can't find love at Brianna the walrus. Rihanna said you can. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Stop. No, I've never been mad before. Now, you are your hosts, Ryan Koenigsberg, Jake Shapiro, and Ali Monroy. Step one, be attractive. Step two, don't be unattractive. Welcome into the BSN Buffs podcast. Ryan Koenigsberg is back after a hiatus. Uh, he was suspended for bad takes and bad puns. He was. Uh, Ali and I had to punish him. Uh, we he's, on, like- he's, on, he's restricted right now from certain things. Um... So we'll see. We'll see how he does today. I'm just gonna let you guys keep talking and then fire you after the podcast. <laughs> okay. That's, so maybe okay. this podcast will go for forever. It could. It could. I, it could. Uh, today we've got uh, updates on George King, West Gordon, Xavier Johnson, all practice with the Denver Nuggets this week. We also have updates on the college football team that plays in Boulder college. called the Buffalo. Uh, and uh, a couple of them, a couple of those players, uh, were named to the Pac-12. Uh, preseason Pac-12 all-conference team, so we'll talk about that. We'll let you in on that. We've got some breaking news to share on the podcast as well. Uh, it's so important that we didn't write an article about it, and we saved it for the podcast. So that's how you know it's some serious, big-time breaking news. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Uh, Allie, what else do we have on the podcast? You made the rundown. Um, a tip of the week. Oh, we also are going to talk about how McCartney was named to – um, the Law Impact Trophy watch list. We just and talked about it. There it was. There right, it is. Well, <laughs> okay, Ryan. <laughs> and we've also got uh, our favorite bordering states. We've been trying to tease this since day one of the summer, and we're finally going to get to it. What state of uh, what bordering state of Colorado is our favorite? But first, I think we got to talk about the basketball team, and that's because of what. I was just going to say, like, that was a really fancy way of saying we have nothing to talk about. Yeah. But, like, we have so little to talk about that we just talked up to you about what we're going to talk about just to take up, like, two minutes of the podcast. Exactly. Uh, right. That's our secret. They don't need to know that. And now I'm going to talk to you about the order that we're talk- talking in things about uh, because James Lucas, our buddy, keeps complaining to me about how basketball is so late in the show. 
Uh, so. Well, basketball's first now. Basketball's first, uh, and he uh, he gave us the mics, so don't don't they're shoot. They're the that. cutest little kids here at nice. Blake Street, and they're so freaking cute. Not as cute as James. Look kids. at them. Okay, those are cute. Uh, Ali, we are on the air right now. I can say that kids are cute. Okay, let's no get going. One's gonna we've say got three that's minutes of done nothing. Yes, we've wasted air time. Uh, so. The guys practiced with the Denver Nuggets. It was really weird that George King practiced with the Nuggets after deciding to come back. Weren't you kind of caught off guard by that? It was just like, I don't know. I was like, oh, I guess I might as well do this because I declared and now I can do this without any penalty. I guess it's a cool experience for him. Um, get in front of more coaches, get more feedback. It was weird the way it played out. Like you would think he would have just waited until after the workout to announce that you know or to well he didn't technically announce it himself until after the workout i mean he that's told, true he told me but i don't know right. if that's announcing we were we like we reported it and it was such small unsurprising news that no one noticed and then jeff goodman thought he reported it like a week later right <laughs> everyone was so unshocked by the news yeah uh but yeah george talked about that experience and it seemed like a really good uh experience for george for when he's gonna have to go through the process for real next year when he's really trying to make the nba uh, whereas Xavier Johnson and Wes Gordon, who have very little shot of making the NBA, also practice with the Denver Nuggets, but that's great experience for them. And they probably will be playing summer league, uh, most likely uh, both of them will be. And maybe they were auditioning for a spot on the Nuggets roster, and they've been known to take a lot of local guys in the past. Last year they took Josh Scott. Uh, and I actually recently caught up with Josh. I ran, up, ran into him the other day in Boulder, uh, and he's very excited to be playing on the TBT team. I'm sure he's probably excited to play with some people that speak English. Uh, yes, I'll, I'll leave it there, but I, I'll, I'll say yes. I still don't know where Macedonia is. I have no clue either, actually. It's uh, above Greece. That's where I think it is. It's above Macedonia. Greece. Macedonia. It's, it's not literally above Greece. It's north of Greece because the earth is not flat. Oh, I did not <laughs> spell that. And that's a hot take apparently now. Oh, yeah, it is right above Greece. Good job, Jake. I'm seventh grade geography <laughs> winner, Elm Place Middle School, Island Park, Illinois, right here. Mass. Uh, it's also spelled with a C, not an S, if anyone was rendering. Yeah, it's not spelled, I spelled mass, it wrong. Macedonia. <laughs> it's, not, it's not high key thick. Okay, guys. Macedonia. I just, it's like, it's a, it's I a sister it country of Massachusetts. Or a sister state. Okay. Or whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't have the rundown in front of me. It's on my phone. What? It's so loud here at Blake Street. There's so many people that I could barely hear Jake even talking to me. So eight buffs were named to the conference's uh, preseason All-Pac-12 list. Uh, which eight buffs were those, Allie? Uh, break, give, give, it, give it to us. All right. So first off, we have Phil Lindsay. He was um, named to the first team all-purpose selection. And then Shea Fields, um, first team selection. Jeremy Irwin, second team selection. Isaiah Oliver, second team selection. Um, Foe, third team selection. Tim Lynott, third team selection. Ryan Moeller, fourth team selection as a linebacker. And then Isaiah Oliver again as fourth, uh, fourth team selection. So For punt return. return, yeah. How do you get from, as Ryan Moeller, how do you go from first team Pac-12 to last year winner of first team all Pac-12 to be on special teams? Yeah. But you would think he would be named the special teams all first team Pac-12 going into next year, right? Maybe they think he's so important that he won't play on special teams anymore. But even Cheeto played on special teams last year. So that's, that's not true. a thing with the Bucs. I don't know. 
I mean, the, the, you want the real reason? Because all of these lists are irrelevant and no one really puts that much research into them. <laughs> You're supposed to say that in two minutes when we're done talking about this. So now what I have to say is still... No, important. here's what I want to ask you guys is who was placed incorrectly and who was placed too high? Tim Lynott should have been higher. Uh, he was a uh, freshman, all first, uh, first team All-America. Uh, is it All-America or All-American? All-American. But it depends I, on how you're... Like, so that was correct. Yeah. So he was first team All-America uh, and uh, his freshman year, so he should have been All-American Alley. He should I have just, been... Wait, what's the difference with America? He was a first team All-American. He was first team All-America. He was first team All-American? Okay. All right. Anyway, he should Sorry, have, I just... <laughs> I think he should have been first or second team. I was kind of surprised to hear that uh, he wasn't. And... Uh, I think that Phil should have gotten the award for running back. I don't know a running back in the Pac-12 that's gonna that has the uh, cachet that Phil Lindsay does going into this year. I don't. I don't think there is one, and I think Phil has a chance to not only be the best running back uh, in the Pac-12, but one of the best running backs in the country. And with the shift in the NFL to fall in love with running backs who can do more than one thing. Uh, I think you're going to see this offense really help build Phil up in terms of his NFL profile. I think it's a little bit wait and see right now. Teams are uh, He doesn't have the breakaway speed that teams love to see. Um, he's not a between-the-tackles guy. He's not a bell cow. He can be for the buffs, but in the NFL, he's kind of in between. So I think being able to show that you know they put him on the all-purpose, whatever, that's a, that's a good place for him to be because he wants to show NFL teams that he can be that guy who's a, a jack of all trades, you know, you can even line him up outside if you want to. I don't know if Phil's quite there with his hands yet, but he wants to get there because that's his path to the NFL. So I think he could be one of the best running backs in the league, but he's not just a pure running back, and I think that's why you see him on that list in that spot. I agree with Ryan on that, definitely. It's so good to be so versatile, especially with Phil being there in the all-purpose selection. My honest question to you guys in terms of I said who's too high or whatever, what's the hype on Alpha Lobby Laguna? Like, where is this coming from? Uh, Brian Hall. I'm going to be straight. Uh, uh, Brian Hall, and, I, you know, I'm going to back it up in a second, but Brian has been first on this. He's been writing about Foe turning into a leader and stepping up. And, honestly, if you were going to talk to someone uh, in the secondary this spring, you would talk to Foe. And a lot of the talking came from Foe. And then we saw him play in the spring game, and he looked solid. Uh, and all the reports uh, that I've read and heard are that he's stepping up and becoming a really good player on this defense. Now, I know what he played like. So I know what Afalabe Laguda actually is as a football player, and I don't buy into it because he wasn't very good when he was actually yeah. playing. But there's a lot of hype around him, and that's because he is the most vocal guy on the team. I think it's also because he was selected as a captain. I think that really brought him up. I and mean, he's there's, earned that. He's earned there's that. a description underneath. Um, it says uh, he was selected as a team captain in 2017 season. His 1,029 snaps from scrimmage in his first two seasons at CU are the most of any returning defensive back. Last season as a junior, he was second on the team with 80 tackles and helped the CU secondary rank number three in the country in passing efficiency defense. He made defense. so many tackles because he was always out of position on pass coverage. <laughs> At 98.12, while opposing quarterbacks completed just 48.3% of their passes. So that's what it says underneath as kind of like 
an explanation as to why. I mean, he is, he's kind of like the old head in the secondary right now, but that only gets you so much. I mean, it, it, you know, I, it reminds me of when Paul Vigo was like a seventh-year senior and everyone was talking about him all preseason and then he never played the whole season. It's because like everyone likes to talk to the veterans. They're easier to talk to. He's more well-versed with the media. I just, like, like Jay said, in terms of what I've seen from him on the field, I just have no idea where this hype is coming from. Uh, the other weird thing to me about this list is that the Buffs are in the bottom half of the conference in preseason Pac-12 selections. I guess that kind of makes sense because they lost Seppo and they lost eight starters on the defense. But uh, for a team that went 10-4 and four last year, you would think they would be in the top half, not in the bottom half, yeah. just based on the media hype. I don't know if you have, have the numbers in front of you of what how many they had last year because I think all of those guys who probably should have been on it last year probably weren't. I bet you they had, like, Cheeto. There's a chance that he might have been the only one on there. I, I, right, okay, I so, have no idea. Uh, a fan in the crowd here just told us that Cheeto was second team. Uh, which, is, I, which is fair, I think, when you have Washington secondary in the conference. I, I keep saying that to people. Everyone's like, well, the Buff secondary is so good, and no one loves Tedder Thompson more than me, but like, I'm also picking Sidney Jones before Tedder Thompson or Buda Baker before Tedder Thompson in the NFL draft. So I'd probably do that for... Pac-12 selections too and I was actually talking to one of the wide receivers the other day I ran into one and I was like dude that Washington secondary was so good like they were legitimately the only team that shut you down and put the clamps on he's like yeah like they were really good and the buffs were really hung over from a week of partying <laughs> no Washington I guess they yeah not as much that week though as no no you're right you're right you're right that was so but they also got shut down by Oklahoma State because that's because they were yeah. hungover. Yeah. No, they weren't. They weren't that. They, I think they were just awestruck in the Pac-12 championship game. I got those confused. But are we gonna? Cheeto's injury was called a turf toe. Shouldn't have been a cobblestone toe because he hurt it on the Riverwalk. We don't know if that's true or not, but we assume because I think I hurt my toe two or three times on that Riverwalk. Jake, you're not. Or funny. whatever the floor was made out of at the Mad Dog Tavern or whatever <laughs> it was called. Dude, that place was lit. Tile toe. Tile toe. Uh, First, I've got to tell you about Spring Valley Golf before I continue on anything else. Come down to Spring Valley Golf and play two courses in one. Offering nine holes link style and nine holes traditional tree line, you're going to love the newly renovated green side bunkers with a European twist. Stacked bunker walls. Come and try the fast and true greens that the 18-hole championship course delivers. Or get lessons from our PGA professional pro. Of course, they're PGA professionals. That's what PGA stands for. Our read. You need to write the reads. Can you write the reads, please? No, no, no. It's called a PGA Pro when you work at a golf course. PGA, okay. PGA Professional Golf, but it says PGA Professional Golf Pros, Ryan. PGA Professional Golf Pros. That's a bit much. Okay. And then eat at our award-winning restaurant, Spring Valley Golf Club in Elizabeth, just a few miles from Parker and less than 45 minutes from downtown Denver. Just off the beaten path, but closer than you think. Book your tee time today at springvalleygolf.com. Uh, I want to... One other note about this first team selections. Uh, Isaiah Oliver probably should have been a first team selection. That was another one I wanted to mention. Yeah, yeah uh, I agree with that. I think definitely. Shea Fields is going to have an unbelievable year. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys do you think Shea Fields is too high or is that an accurate prediction? Where is he? He's, He's first, first team. teams. It just, it all depends on where the passes are going. Like, Shea yeah. Fields is going to be open enough to be a first team selection, but so is Devin Ross. And, and Bryce, so is Bryce Bobo. Yeah, and Bryce Bobo is going to be open quite a few times. Bryce too. Bobo's never not been open, according to Bryce Bobo. True. That's a good mentality to have. 
I, I, I was asking the same wide receiver I was talking to the other day. I'm like, so who's the guy that always is open when they come back to the huddle? And he's like, Bryce. That's a good mentality. I like that. I, you're that, always open even right. when you're not. That's what I, and that's what I was saying. I'm like, that's a good mentality to have. And he's like, yeah, that's a really good mentality to have. And here's the thing. Uh, Steven Montez has the arm that you are always open even when you're not. All he needs is, is an inch, and he'll that's hit true. it. Last year with Steffo, there was a lot of just having to pass to fill, and I didn't see as much from Shea that I wanted to. And I think this year he'll definitely have that opportunity. Do you remember, though, before in the Michigan game, Steffo was airing it out all the time. I just think oh, he definitely. never he never really got – felt comfortable on his plant foot, and that's why you saw a lot less deep balls. And that's yeah, at the beginning of the season, you really right. saw um, some, some listeners, like, pounding on their desk, like, well, he, he shouldn't have been playing. Like, just just hit, just hit X out of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, seriously, I think the offense was a different team after Michigan. Like, that was their, their, their high point, and they were never the same after that. Um, and, like, I think a big thing between that is the connection between Sefo and Shea, and I think a lot of people realized how legit Shea Fields was uh, after that Michigan game. My favorite thing of last season was when they were playing, was it Idaho State? Was that the trash team they played? And uh, Lindgren, who's calling plays, like, obviously it's just me guessing, but he was like, Sefo, we are going to run Shea down the sideline until you complete one of these. They ran it, like, five times in nine plays. I, Finally can, I confirmed it. that, that they ran the same play like five times to start that game. Yeah, I mean, it was like a practice for them, which, sorry, Idaho State. It's like playing the regular Bengals. Uh, we've also got McCartney uh, awarded to the Ronnie Lott uh, award watch list. And I wanted to talk about this, too. Derek McCartney is so much of a better player than people give him credit for. And him coming back, I think, is such a huge impact on the defense. People forget that D-Mac's a really solid defensive player. I think it also brings so much leadership. I mean, D-Mac has the experience. He's gone through it all. He kind of has that same exact experience that those seniors last year did. And so, he, oh, my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> what are you both doing? Nothing. <laughs> Chill. It looks like you're doing something inappropriate to the cup. <laughs> I'm wiping the frost <laughs> off of it. And Jake's helping you. I don't know what Jake's doing. I can only speak for myself. I was making a commentary on his wiping of the frost. Anyways, I think it'll just bring – it'll help um, with leadership and the defensive. It's end. a really underrated thing that Derek McCartney is coming back because I think a lot of people forgot about him last year. Where would this defense have been with going into the season their best pass rusher? Like better than Jimmy Gilbert, everyone thought. Where would they have been with him? I mean, a lot of people forget about that. They had to do a lot. They had to get really creative with what they were doing. Like that's why Ryan Muller is now listed as a linebacker because they were like, okay, well, we need someone who can get the passer. Like, let's just put a fast guy on the edge and see if that works. So bringing him back is huge in terms of your pass rush. And as you know, if you know, you know much about football, it all starts with the pass rush. I uh, talk talked to Shadon Brown off the record uh, about his first meeting with the cornerbacks and he like looking around the room and he's like who's this white guy and why is he in here and like so he went up and like talked to like because Cheeto was in the meeting or someone someone I think it was Isaiah Oliver's Isaiah Oliver he's like so who's who's that guy and why is he in here he's like you must he's like he either has to be really fast or really smart to be a defensive back and Isaiah's like he's both they were talking about Ryan Moeller, but I, I thought that was hilarious. That Ryan Moeller just go to every meeting? I, I don't know. <laughs> he's, he, you know, 
he's like the coach's son. He's in there every day. Uh, he's the first one in, last one out. Uh, he's a really crafty player. That's what you have to be if you're white. All of those things. Take notes, oh, kids. Oh, wow. Speaking of notes, you got to take a note about this. Jackson's Hole opened up in March of 1977 and quickly became the place for watching sports. Almost 40 years later, Jackson's Hole American Sports Grill is keeping their reputation alive. There's 65 and 70 inch TVs everywhere, and the food is still amazing. And there's almost 30 beers on tap, including table taps that you can control at your own booth. So you can control them slow or control them fast. Come down to Jackson's Hole American Sports Grill in Greenwood Village off of Rappo and I-25. They're the original sports grill. People are staring. <laughs> are they? I was reading. Uh, hey, Al, what's your tip of the week? Okay, my tip of the week this week, Ryan. Is it don't is it don't be a douchebag? No, it's not. <laughs> it's actually something you should do. <laughs> that you should take free stuff when offered. But uh, no, something you should do is dress well. When guys dress well, it's so prime. Um. <laughs> so so rate my outfit today. How am I doing today? We've got, we, I've got, so for the listeners, I've got a Ralph Lauren shirt on, buttoned down, tucked into some really nice black trousers that uh, Let us be the judge of what's <laughs> nice. Are, are, are cuffed at the, I guess I asked, cuffed at the bottom with some brand new white Mexico ni- 1977 Osawick Tigers. And I've got a fresh haircut, too. Okay, no, business attire is always great, but you don't actually have to be wearing business attire. Just looking nice, having good hygiene. I was looking for a compliment. That's always attractive. Jake looks good today. He's Thank he's you. more well-dressed than I am, but that's because he has to go to work. But I, I dress for the job I want, not the job I have, Ryan. Well, yeah, well-dressed go. guys look like they have aspirations in life, that they're not just sitting at home in sweats with, like, Cheetos all over. It's messed up that Allie is just calling out Tyler Ziskin right here. Oh, my God, no, I know. <laughs> at Tyler Ziskin's place of work, no Oh, doubt. my God, Ryan. <laughs> That is Just not saying, true. What it sounds like. Speaking of which, we went to Tyler's birthday party. Tyler uh, does not have food crumbs all over his shirt. That's what I just said. Uh, we went to Tyler's birthday party, and Ryan Koningsberg pulled the most Ryan Koningsberg move of all time. Uh, he went to Tyler's birthday party dressed as Tyler, the birthday part, the birthday boy. So Ryan had to steal the attention away from the person that we were throwing a party It's for. really hard to be friends with Ryan if you guys were all Every wondering. Every birthday is my birthday. It's John Elway's motto. Anytime we're walking around and someone would be like, hey, Tyler. And Ryan would be like, yeah, what's up? It's my birthday. And every like, time, oh my like, God, Ryan, shut up. Like Tyler's talking about his girlfriend and or like like his birthday. Ryan would go, actually, our girlfriend. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Actually, Tyler was like mad because I was late. And he's like. Where are you? And I was like, you're almost there. And he's like, what? <laughs> oh, by the way, it was a costume party. I didn't just do this for fun. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, oh, it was by Halloween the way, party. Uh, he wants his Cavs hat back. He, he, uh, he, even he had a freak out. He yeah. had a freak out because he thought it was gone. So he came to me. I feel bad because I was the one that stole it. Well, we can check off the talk about Tyler Ziskin part of the rundown now. Yeah, you interrupted me, but whatever. Going, Go ahead, Al. I just think well-dressed guys are attractive. Most girls do. I think it goes both ways, though. I think a guy likes a girl that's well-dressed, not sloppy. I mean, I guess guys like sloppy girls sometimes. So, well, you know, I what's lo- the, love the slop. what's the Drake line? Mutter with Sweat the mutter. Sweatpants, chilling with no makeup on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're breaking into it. We've got the whole Blake Street Tavern singing along now. <laughs> His mutter was a mutter. That's that's loves the slop. But anyways, I usually tell you what not to do. This is a what you should do. But it was still kind of of a what not to do. It was a not 
it's you shouldn't dress bad. So it's still kind of a what not to do. Well, no, it's just you should dress like, like you said, not the job you have, the job you want. Like, you want to raise your standards. See, but like the job I want, the people that actually work in the field that all three of us do, dress like crap. Like, we're honestly, the new wave, baby. Like, we're the new wave, but like, if I want, if I wanted to dress for the job that the people that currently right, have my job, I'd be wearing a Gap polo from no. 2002 that no. was once neon green, nah. but is now like no, 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 faded no, no, no. green and has like four stripes no, 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 no. and random spots for no reason. I'm gonna pull this East Coast stuff. Woo. Um, all right, yeah, the people that we work with now might not dress that nice, but you go anywhere in the East Coast, New York, and you go to an ESPN. He said wherever. dress for the job he wants. No one wants to go to the East I don't, Coast. I want to live right. here. I'm just saying they're all very well dressed consistently. It's out here that everyone just feels very casual. There's Tyler Ziskin wearing a t-shirt and sweatpants. <laughs> yeah, I guess he didn't Ryan. see Tyler. And an untamed neck beard. I feel good because Tyler normally has a fresh haircut, but like me and you got our haircut within the last 24 hours, so we're we're beating Tyler on this one. All right, bordering states now, guys. Uh, were you bored of the last topic? Is yes, that why you moved I on? was. Because you guys keep interrupting me. I thought it was a good tip. It is a good tip. <laughs> I wasn't in the right state of mind for it. Uh, anyways, so bordering states. So this topic on the podcast, we're going to talk about what state of Colorado is our favorite bordering state. And the reason why this is hard is because all states not Colorado are Bad. trash. Okay, that works too. Uh, so it's kind of which of the... I think seven states that surround Colorado are the least bad. Seven? Yeah, because Oklahoma, well, you got Oklahoma, Arizona, uh, New Mexico, Utah, Wyoming. More geography for Nebraska. you guys if you were wondering. So is it six? I feel like I'm missing one. Kansas, seven. Yeah, Kansas borders Colorado. Of course yeah, Kansas yeah, yeah. does. When you go to I-70. Yeah, I've had to lot. drive through Kansas. All right. It's all right. awful. Okay. I don't know. You call them bordering it's states, I call them boring states. They're all trash. You know, but like the eastern part of Colorado might be as bad also trash. as Kansas. Remember when there was like a time where the eastern Col eastern Colorado wanted to like branch off and be be their own state and like everyone was like, County? Everyone was like I feel okay. like every state wants to branch off for a while. We're unnecessarily welded together with them. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna say Kansas is bad and so is Nebraska. But what is your favorite? And I I think I'm, the answer is easy, at least for me. Okay. I've driven through Kansas and Nebraska. Those are the only bordering states I've ever been to, and they were both awful. And it's because I was driving cross country oh, and I was over it. I was describing. But from what I can guess from pictures, wait, which one are the Utah? <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted. Just wanted to make sure. Um, Utah is probably like the prettiest, like Moab and all. I that. think so too. I think Utah is the move. One time, Jake and I were driving back from Vegas. I wish I wish Two Nevada times. was a bordering state because I would choose that. Two times. Not Two times. one time. Both on the way there and the way back, we almost Have died. Have you told the story of how you almost died? No, no, no. I'm telling the story about how Jake was asleep and, like, he deserved to, to get some rest. But there was this sunset, sunrise in Utah that I, like, had to wake him up because I was like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I have to share this with someone. And we were coming down uh, Green River. Uh, the canyon there, uh, but do the listeners was, know about the time you guys almost I died? Say, I was, I I was so. leading into that, but what I was going to say is Utah would be my favorite state if I had not almost died there two different times. The second time we almost died was still in Nevada. Oh, it was. Yeah, we were still on I-15 in Nevada. Yeah, 
No. No, because we were past Arizona at that point because the time change had already happened. No, it was before. No, no, it definitely happened after because you were already sleeping and you didn't go to sleep until after the gas station in that town we were the map the Maverick gas Great station. podcasting. Anyways. You're a Maverick man. So what's your choice if it's not Utah? Arizona. Arizona's great. Arizona's great. But state. Arizona doesn't border Colorado. It does. Arizona borders Colorado. Four corner states. It literally borders Colorado. And you were making fun of me. Oh, yeah. I was just thinking because you have to drive through New Mexico to get to, like, where I go into Arizona. But I will point out that I'm 100% on geography on the podcast today. I don't know anything if it's I was sports. never good at geography. Or books. Our, our fans are showing us that we are. They touch. We have a live audience here at the podcast today. If you want to come be our live audience. Of all the bordering states, that one borders the least. Right, and it's the best one. <laughs> That's my defense. Uh, why, I've never been. Have you ever been to uh, the national park in Wyoming? I've never not been in Colorado. <laughs> After you just confirmed that you had not been in Colorado one time. Never left. Allie speechless. Okay, guys. Uh, I think that's going to wrap up the BSN Buffs podcast. Hey, when I tweet something, you guys should answer me back. <laughs> I got one like at recording a new podcast today. Any C-related questions or any questions you want at all? I just got a like. That really made me sad, guys. And what did we learn uh, from Twitter last night? You can't. You cannot. Oh, Jake just tweeted the same thing we've been saying for you weeks. You cannot and find it's love dumb. at the Walrus. And I thought you learned that weeks ago, I'm but trying. clearly you I still haven't. haven't learned. Uh, keep that in mind, uh, podcast listeners, the BSM Buffs podcast. Uh, we will see you soon. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, content is coming back on BSM Buffs, so stay tuned. Uh, we've had some good pieces up this week. Chase did a story about the guys that practice the Nuggets. Sam did a story about the offense. Shreed them. Uh, and uh, as always, uh, come out to the Blake Street Tavern if you're in the area. I'm changing my answer. Arizona's definitely the best. Now, wow. I, now I feel like i got to change it. You can't just go back on Utah like that. He loves to go back. I, I, I don't know. I, I just, it's not as good. Arizona's great. It's warm. Is it just because you didn't know geography and you didn't yeah, know Arizona? Exactly. Was it? I needed a geography lesson. <laughs> All right. That's All gonna right, be it. Well, bye. 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 Okay. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> yeah. That's why it says Jake Shapiro with an E because she didn't know how to spell my name. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I spell my name wrong I in your don't phone? I know. <laughs> Autocorrect does that.